Montana. News with Jay Scott, bringing you what impacts you in your town. Here's Jay. U.S. Senator Steve Daines says he plans to introduce legislation to settle a long-awaited water rights deal with the Confederated Salish and Kootenai tribes. The bill would quantify the tribe's water rights on and off the reservation and pay $1.9 billion to settle their claims and rehabilitate the Flathead Indian Irrigation Project. It would also provide Lake and Sanders counties with $10 million for road construction. State lawmakers ratified the CSKT Water Compact in 2015 to settle and avoid water rights disputes and litigation between tribal and non-tribal users, but it still has to be ratified by the federal government and by tribes. Dane says his bill would, quote, permanently eliminate almost all of the CSKT's water claims rights across Montana, save taxpayers over $400 million, and give all the water users across Montana protection and certainty. The proposed legislation has the backing of the tribe. This will work, and it will get the job done. That's CSKT Chairman Ronald Trahan in a statement. Democratic Senator John Tester, another longtime proponent of the deal, plans to sign on as a co-sponsor. Interior Secretary David Bernhardt and Attorney General William Barr have voiced support for the Water Compact. However, the Montana support of the bill is not unanimous. U.S. Representative Greg Gianforte called Dane's bill a positive step forward, but the compact passed by state lawmakers in 2015 has problems that must be addressed in any settlement. The owners of the coal strip power plant have signed a new coal supply agreement with the owners of a neighboring mine, the Rosebud Mine, to continue selling coal to burn at the plant's number three and four units. The new deal will begin January 1st and run through the end of 2025. Rosebud's mine is right next to the plant and has supplied coal strip with coal for decades, but its future became uncertain after the then mine owner, Westmoreland Coal, declared Chapter 11 bankruptcy in late 2018. The company emerged from bankruptcy last March. It's now run by a group of creditors under the name Westmoreland Rosebud Mining. Quote, the new coal supply agreement will allow Coal Strip to continue to provide safe, reliable, and affordable energy to meet critical peak demand for Northwestern Energy's Montana customers. That's according to a Northwestern Energy press release. While the new agreement will keep the plant running next year, its long-term future remains unclear. One owner wants to shut coal strip down in 2025. Two other owners plan on exiting the plant by 2027. The two oldest units, numbers one and two, are scheduled to close at the end of this month. The Montana Supreme Court has reversed a decision by the District Court and upheld the Cascade County City Board of Health's regulations regarding Montana's Clean Indoor Air Act and smoking shelters. The decision essentially affirmed the local health board's authority to establish regulations related to the law and enforce those regulations. The Montana legislature passed the Montana Clean Indoor Act in 1979. The law prohibits smoking in an enclosed public space. 
The Cascade City County Board of Health adopted regulations on smoking shelters in June of 2015. After passing inspections in 2012 and 2014, the Dew Bar was cited in 2016. The bar owners and the health board filed suit, and the district court concluded that the local regulations conflicted with state law and DPHS rules and was therefore void. The case made its way to the Supreme Court, which has reversed the district court and upheld the local regulations. The man sentenced to more than three years in prison in October for the accidental shooting death of his hunting partner in Helena has requested a new trial, claiming the judge was biased. Authorities say 62-year-old Greg Trudy pleaded guilty in September to negligent homicide after acknowledging he placed a loaded rifle on the back seat of his truck. It accidentally discharged and killed Helena physician Dr. Eugene Buzz Walton. District Judge Michael McMahon imposed a 20-year sentence with all but 1,272 days suspended. Some new defense attorneys say McMahon could not have been impartial because of a personal relationship he had with Dr. Walton. He did not reveal that until the sentencing hearing. Attorneys say McMahon made multiple comments during the sentencing, including comparing Walton to his own father, who died some years ago. Attorneys have asked that Trudy be allowed to withdraw his guilty plea and be released from Montana State Prison, where he has served about 10 weeks of his sentence. And Glacier National Park officials report that more than 3 million visitors entered the park this year, an increase of more than 85,000. The West Glacier entrance saw the largest number of visitors, an increase of more than 220,000. Meanwhile, Visitation numbers at Two Medicine decreased slightly by 15,000. Overnight stays in Glacier increased by 35,000. Overnight backcountry stays increased by more than 2,000. While the numbers were up, they were not record-setting. The record year for park visitors remains 2017. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network. A number of you listen each day to Made in Montana News on our podcast. And recording your own podcast is very easy to do on Anchor FM. You don't need any technical expertise. You can record at your own speed and take all the time you need to get it right. All you need is something you want to say to the world, and Anchor takes care of the rest. Check out Anchor, and welcome to the world of podcasting, Anchor.fm, the easy way to reach the world. U.S. Senator Steve Daines says he plans to introduce legislation to settle a long-awaited water rights deal with the Confederated Salish and Kootenai tribes. The bill would quantify the tribe's water rights on and off the reservation and pay $1.9 billion to settle their claims and rehabilitate the Flathead Indian Irrigation Project. It would also provide Lake and Sanders counties with $10 million for road construction. State lawmakers ratified the CSKT Water Compact in 2015 to settle and avoid water rights disputes and litigation between tribal and non-tribal users, but it still has to be ratified by the federal government and by tribes. Dane says his bill would, quote, permanently eliminate 
almost all of the CSKT's water claims rights across Montana, save taxpayers over $400 million, and give all the water users across Montana protection and certainty. The proposed legislation has the backing of the tribe. This will work, and it will get the job done. That's CSKT Chairman Ronald Trahan in a statement. Democratic Senator John Tester, another longtime proponent of the deal, plans to sign on as a co-sponsor. Interior Secretary David Bernhardt and Attorney General William Barr have voiced support for the Water Compact. However, the Montana support of the bill is not unanimous. U.S. Representative Greg Gianforte called Dane's bill a positive step forward, but the compact passed by state lawmakers in 2015 has problems that must be addressed in any settlement. The owners of the coal strip power plant have signed a new coal supply agreement with the owners of a neighboring mine, the Rosebud Mine, to continue selling coal to burn at the plant's number three and four units. The new deal will begin January 1st and run through the end of 2025. Rosebud's mine is right next to the plant and has supplied coal strip with coal for decades, but its future became uncertain after the then mine owner, Westmoreland Coal, declared Chapter 11 bankruptcy in late 2018. The company emerged from bankruptcy last March. It's now run by a group of creditors under the name Westmoreland Rosebud Mining. Quote, the new coal supply agreement will allow Coal Strip to continue to provide safe, reliable, and affordable energy to meet critical peak demand for Northwestern Energy's Montana customers. That's according to a Northwestern Energy press release. While the new agreement will keep the plant running next year, its long-term future remains unclear. One owner wants to shut Coal Strip down in 2025. Two other owners plan on exiting the plant by 2027. The two oldest units, numbers 1 and 2, are scheduled to close at the end of this month. The Montana Supreme Court has reversed a decision by the District Court and upheld the Cascade County City Board of Health's regulations regarding Montana's Clean Indoor Air Act and smoking shelters. The decision essentially affirmed the local health board's authority to establish regulations related to the law and enforce those regulations. The Montana legislature passed the Montana Clean Indoor Act in 1979. The law prohibits smoking in an enclosed public space. The Cascade City County Board of Health adopted regulations on smoking shelters in June of 2015. After passing inspections in 2012 and 2014, the DO bar was cited in 2016. The bar owners and the health board filed suit, and the district court concluded that the local regulations conflicted with state law and DPHS rules and was therefore void. The case made its way to the Supreme Court, which has reversed the district court and upheld the local regulations. The man sentenced to more than three years in prison in October for the accidental shooting death of his hunting partner in Helena has requested a new trial, claiming the judge was biased. Authorities say 62-year-old Greg Trudy pleaded guilty in September to negligent homicide after acknowledging he placed a loaded rifle on the back seat of his truck 
It accidentally discharged and killed Helena physician Dr. Eugene Buzz Walton. District Judge Michael McMahon imposed a 20-year sentence with all but 1,272 days suspended. Some new defense attorneys say McMahon could not have been impartial because of a personal relationship he had with Dr. Walton. He did not reveal that until the sentencing hearing. Attorneys say McMahon made multiple comments during the sentencing, including comparing Walton to his own father, who died some years ago. Attorneys have asked that Trudy be allowed to withdraw his guilty plea and be released from Montana State Prison, where he has served about 10 weeks of his sentence. And Glacier National Park officials report that more than 3 million visitors entered the park this year, an increase of more than 85,000. The West Glacier entrance saw the largest number of visitors, an increase of more than 220,000. Meanwhile, visitation numbers at Two Medicine decreased slightly by 15,000. Overnight stays in Glacier increased by 35,000. Overnight backcountry stays increased by more than 2,000. While the numbers were up, they were not record-setting. The record year for park visitors remains 2017. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.